Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when did that happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one water horse minute filled, one water horse filled minute at a time. Still horses. Still horses. Still horses. Arwen is the weird horse girl. I'm Cassandra <laughs> Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have our friend Zoe Estrin Grayley. Hello. <laughs> and today we'll be talking about minute 84. Which starts with the river coming around the bend and ends with Arwen uh, saying, uh, let him be spared. If there, whatever grace. Whatever grace. Oh, man. Rest. It, Some, whatever grace. I, rest in me. Let, let it, it pass be. to him. Yeah. Elvish. She's, she's like praying in Elvish. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but she's not speaking in Elvish. No. Oh man, well, I can't believe we didn't talk about Elvish yesterday. Oh, because uh, of the chant? Yeah. Which isn't subtitled on the DVDs? No, it is not. I we can like talk that. about it now. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about it Elvish. It makes it more mystical that the chant isn't subtitled. Yeah. Because I think it would have really taken people out of like the magic of the scene to subtitle the Elvish yesterday. Yeah. Well, even when she's riding her horse, when she. She says little things in Elvish. Yeah. Throughout all of To that. encourage him. And that would have just taken you out of the scene right. to have to read something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they talk about it as a call to the spirit of the river rather than a spell um, in the in the writer commentary, I think. Even though um, it totally is a spell, just not one worked by her. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's less it's like Elrond. obvious magic and more like nature-y magic. Yeah. Which I guess works for Peter Jackson's whole I don't do magic thing. Yeah. Um, But. I know this is about the splashiest magical effect that we get. Yeah, that's true. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Ha, 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 stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I'm upset. Um, Anyway, I like Elvish. I think it's cool. Um, But. They have, they have, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but they have their own, like, Tolkienian language scholar guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. David Salo. And he, he looks 
I don't know if you've seen him. I don't think he's on anything in Fellowship, but he's on oh, stuff he in The Two like, Towers. He looks, he looks like exactly like you would expect a Tolkienian <laughs> language expert to look like. like he's a, skinny, he's a skinny little white dude. Yeah, we... Uh, um, skinny we, little white guy with big glasses. We talked about him a little last week because there's that mm-hmm. the conversation with Aragorn and Arwen, and I uh, looked at his Wikipedia page, uh, and it is the greatest thing. He is... <laughs> He is a he joy likes- to watch. <laughs> like watching him talk is beautiful. Cause you're just like, wow, you 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 had no other choice but to do this, did you? Like that is a face made old- for Tolkien. This is the only path available to you in life. Yeah, exactly. Because oh, he like him. he like finished off rules and like hedge cases for the language itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. Like, he finished putting stuff together to make it work as, like, a real language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, a he's a big nerd. He's just, like, the biggest nerd. I like him because... Yeah. In a way, I find me... linguistic nerds to be the biggest nerds. Oh, they well, really are. It's so specific. Yeah. It, it's, it calls on so many different aspects of, like, nerddom, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's, it's all about like especially history like, and society, right? Especially like mm-hmm. fantasy linguists. Like you have linguists, and yeah. then you have like fantasy linguists, right. like the people who speak Klingon and you know Cinderin and stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, like it, it gives me hope. Like we all have a path in life. Like if we're really into Elvish, we can go do that. That's yeah. it's it's <laughs> nice. It's just it's uplifting. His awkward nerdy face uplifts me (laughs) (laughs) oh he's such a geek Um, (laughs) no i i just i love i love that they had a guy on staff to do that i think that's great um yeah anyway water horses (laughs) i don't know it just there's so it adds such a layer of authenticity and like depth to have different languages in your because you know it's lord of the rings you got If they would have just done everything in English, then, well, I mean, for one thing, we wouldn't get the speak friend and enter thing. Right. Yeah. That wouldn't work. No. But it's, I don't know, it's so cool that everything has, I mean, of course you expect it from, like, a linguist who writes fantasy novels, um, but it's so ingrained in it, and you can see how much he cares about the language and how that relates to the culture, and, like... Like the runes with the dwarves make sense, and the um, whatever the the newer form of Elvish is. I'm not great on my names, but the the swirly oh, uh, form of Elvish versus the runey form of Elvish. It's uh, it's uh, it's Kenya. Kenya, right? Yeah. With a Q. Yeah. Yeah. Kenya. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm bad at this. We established this relatively early on that I'm actually kind of bad at pronouncing the things in Tolkien's work. But the greatest uh, thing about Lord of the Rings is there's always somebody who knows more than you, so they can uh, just be like, hey, this is what that is. And generally, like, people, like, are really polite about it, yeah. too. Yeah, there's always a bigger chill. nerd. God bless the Tolkien fandom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that bigger nerd is is the language expert. That's right. That's the guy. That's the He's, guy yeah, you I... want on speed dial. <laughs> yeah. 
I love him right. so Can much. You, when they were putting this movie together, they were just like, all right, so who knows Elvish better than anyone? And it's just like, well, this guy, like... Wrote his theses on it. Wrote his theses on it <laughs> and, like, finished out some of the, the rules that were, weren't were 100% clear. Right. And made it all work. Yeah. And Peter Jackson was just like, cool, call that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did that with... Um... John Howe and, and uh, Alan Lee, too. He was just yeah. like, who are the yeah. nerdiest Tolkienian people we can get? Those guys. Find them for uh, me. Well, this it's one like just an a- illustrated edition of The Lord of the Rings, and this one has been making calendars and fan artwork for like 30 years. Cool. Call both of those guys. <laughs> Find them for me. And then you I'll knock on their door to- at 4 a.m. and beg them to join my, join my shoot. Right? Yeah, no. I, I, Might as well have, because he everyone- called one of them incessantly. Everyone in Weta is like just a big geek, and I love Especially it. Especially Richard Taylor. <laughs> Richard Taylor is—he is the other joy. Like he is my He's favorite so person to watch on the appendices. Just he is so into it. Like when he talks about the orc stuff, he's like, "All right, this is for smashing your enemies in the face." And you're like, "You're." You're too into this. <laughs> You're too into your weapon design here. We had to think about how this would be used in the best way to kill a man when we designed it. <laughs> there, the best line, I think it's about two towers, is where he's talking about the the berserker helmets for the Urukai. And he's like, and you fill this with red human blood, and then you put it on your head and it comes over your face and I'm like you know no stop <laughs> <laughs> like you're too into it he's the definition of a geek because oh, he's just so passionate about it he's he's wonderful he's so much fun i just like we all want that guy to be our friend and like design stuff for us <laughs> if he seems like a cool dude uh, he's such a uh, they're wonderful anyway this is this is just zoe gets really excited about weta <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this minute is gonna be. Can we talk Which about is... pea soup? Yes. Speaking oh, yeah. of visuals, where did all the pea soup go? It's gone. I don't know. What happened to it? What happened to the stuff on Frodo's face? There was a shot of his face last minute, but we were super into right stuff. So. But where did it all go? It didn't. It's just gone. It's like they filmed it with the stuff on his face. And then they came back to reshoot later and no one was just like, oh, we have to put the disgusting stuff back on his face. Well, it's kind of like the, um, the like stab the wound continuity. Yeah, the stab wound. Like, yeah. It, it just kind of travels in his well, shoulder at region. This was filmed very late, wasn't it? It's like almost didn't make it in the film. Yeah, this uh, um, this scene of Arwen putting Frodo down and talking mm-hmm. to him was also actually directed by Fran. This is another one of the things in the movie she directed. Mm-hmm. They call it out in the commentaries. Uh, and this was added very late because this was originally something else. This portion of this, like, 30, 40 seconds of the film was very different from roughly halfway through this minute through the next one. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was supposed to be very different. And then they couldn't figure out a way to make it visually work. And they added this, like, emotional scene with Frodo and Arwen near the end to really bring the stakes of what's going on back after the chase to remind you that, hey, we're not just doing cool action scenes. Yeah. Frodo might be dead. Because you were saying, you were saying off mic before we started recording that 
the the chunk of time that is Arwen kind of wasting time taking Frodo off the horse. She should just be like riding to Rivendell. But <laughs> which has always kind of bugged me. I understand the emotional need yeah. like to to anchor your action scene in emotion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not very practical. <laughs> You're right there. You're literally right there. I know. Just, just put it, bring, bring him to the doctor. Bring him to the elf doctor. He'll fix him. It's like driving halfway across the city in your ambulance and then just like. Stopping just outside the hospital. Right. And being like, no. Oh, no. I've lost him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's a ambulance. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm not a, yes you are a doctor Jesus but um were you you were saying that there's supposed to be like the spiritual struggle between Elrond's magic yeah 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 but we should talk about that tomorrow okay because <laughs> it's, it's very much about how that's where it is okay <laughs> because I'm just, that's the thing I, I'm fascinated by it. Um, me too I really want I really I really want to see storyboards for what they were thinking yeah or just read the chunk of script yeah but so yeah, this uh, this uh, minute's relatively relatively light. I love the horse effect in the water. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, although, that is the although the the horses that get pushed <laughs> over have noodle legs. <laughs> the digital <laughs> the digital horses. Yeah, did they just use like ragdoll physics on them or something? I don't know. Well, it's <laughs> like the, it's like the poor gatekeeper in. <laughs> Where does he go? Three. Like he just. Is there? There's just that much mud. He's made of Gumby. Maybe he's, he's like, not dead. There's just that much mud. He's fine. No, I know, but like, <laughs> just, just really, really not happy. It's like Looney Tunes physics. Like, just, bro, I just well, thought of the the guard from Bree, like like that Watchman from Bree. Now my brain is just like, oh, there's like a Shawshank Redemption scene that's not in this movie of him <laughs> digging himself out of the mud like thirty feet away. Oh my god. <laughs> And then just like looking at Butterbur, like I hate you. Just like in the rain, he just like looks his arms. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Claws his way out of the ground and breathe. Holy! Crap. Oh my god! Well, this wasn't a Weta shot. This is this is done by a different uh, CGI company. I think it's uh, a Digital Domain. It's called, um, and they farmed it out like last minute. Um, yeah, because this whole chase scene through here is something that they weren't 100% sure. Yeah. All the visual effects until almost all the way through post-production being done. Yeah, and then they had all the other stuff that you know Peter just threw on them. And they were like, yeah. oh, water horses. Darn it. And <laughs> so they just farmed it out. But you can kind of tell that it's a different style. Um, yeah, because it doesn't look the- like any of the other digital effects. Exactly, and it it looks it looks a little no no offense meant to digital domain, but you can tell that like they do water very differently than Weta does. Yeah, um, their water is much more contained. Um, I think it looks. I think it's a really cool effect, but you can you can tell the stylistic difference. Also, noodly legs. Like, yeah. there's the no other noodly legs. <laughs> Ragdoll physics. I just I just love the idea of of them just being like, all right, here's the here's the plan. We're just gonna we're gonna kick them and see what happens. Take away all their bones. Just find out. And then what <laughs> whatever the model did, they were like, looks good. Looks fine to me. It's being whipped around by water. 
It's cool. <laughs> it's moving. It, it's on it's screen on for half a second. No one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> we um, notice. Yes. Yes, we did. It Every time nice. someone says noodly legs, I'm just forever Flying reminded. monster? No. Noodly appendage? No. Uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh, yes. <laughs> for the transformation scene. Such noodle arms. Can you imagine, like, the water horses, like, bowl them over, and then instead of, like, ring wraiths, they're just, like, super kawaii, like, magical girls. <laughs> just underneath the cloak. In the transformation sequence. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. Uh, Sailor <laughs> Ring Wraith is the terrifying. Sailor Ring Wraith. I want that. In the too. name of Sauron, I will punish you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, I am mining some old things there. Oh my god. Oh, I'm going to go back to my weeaboo days. <laughs> It's okay, Norm's never ended, so... No. It's we'll true. Just... <laughs> uh, but because of oh, me, that's... you got to see Utna. Oh, that's, that's a blame a... thing. That's a threat. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Post-apocalyptic lesbian luge. <laughs> that movie is weird. What happened? Oh, I'm gonna anyway. cry. <laughs> oh my oh. god. So, <laughs> I think um, that wraps. Oh. Unless you have any other notes. <laughs> oh, um. Uh, what are my notes? I actually had something and then I got distracted. <laughs> That was upset. Uh, I have one note here that literally just says giant eyes. I think it's probably Arwen's eyes. She does have massive eyes in this. Um, yeah. She, I mean, Liv Tyler just has huge eyes, um, which actually... Well, I mean, her father has a giant mouth, so... <laughs> How did she turn out so shockingly normal? Like, she was... But like she was raised by Todd Rundgren. He is a weird dude. How do you how do you recover? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm shout out to Liv Tyler for not being super weird. I so there's another <laughs> little thing speaking of like Liv Tyler's face in this scene is I love how the only wound she has from this huge chase scene <laughs> is the one almost beautiful little scratch from the tree. Oh yeah. Like, it's for the aesthetic. She just, like I'm wounded. She did it to look cool. <laughs> my 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 pretty elven face is marred by this scratch forever. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean her giant eyes work so well in this with her one little scratch and it is it is perfect. Um especially like in contrast to Elijah Wood's giant eyes mm -hmm. also in this scene. <laughs> Yes, like the big like doll face. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of perfect. She, I mean, she looks so maternal when she like picks him up and holds him. Um, so it yeah, I, the the tears don't look like super fake or anything. Even no, even uh, really no. But I I mean, if you have eyes like that, you can, you can probably cry on command if you have giant eyes like that. Like you know, she used <laughs> that as a child to get what she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. I would if I had like crazy anime eyes. <laughs> right? Just fill them with tears. Sailor Ring Ring, Sailor Arwen, are you kidding? <laughs> she does have an awesome sword. Yes. She will oh, punish you. <laughs> oh, I love that. I don't know. I, I love how I love how she's like a hundred percent ready to just take them all right now. Let's go. Um I mean, water. She's just hoping aside. the water will actually protect her, and <laughs> she's, she's like, hoping you that guys this doesn't better fail. Turn up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dad, the thing. Dad. <laughs> she's just calling. She's just the chant is just her calling her dad to be like, "Hey, yeah. pick up, pick up the phone." Dad, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. outside. I'm outside. I'm outside. <laughs> Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> oh, it's like um, Elvish texting. <laughs> Elrond's just watching. Unlock the door. It's like last possible minute. I'll make her sweat. Okay. Still bitter about the whole Aragorn thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's your cousin. It's, it's like gross. She... <laughs> it's like when you've been out too late and like you're like just past curfew. Your parents are making you wait outside because they're a little bitter at you. You know <laughs> yeah. they're in there. You're like, come on, I'm right here. Yeah. Uh, not that I have ever had that experience, but <laughs> No, never. Me either. Never ever. Um the cool thing they say in the design commentary though is the the use of water as a word against evil. Um mm. and that going back to fairy tales and the whole like the running water, um, stopping like fairies and dead things and pretty much. Yeah, any like fairies evil. and vampires. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um which is just cool to me as somebody who really likes um, weird mythologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's an interesting thought to think of like moving water in the real world as like a spiritual barrier. Right. Right. It's a separation between land. It's also interesting because it it ties in that whole idea that like the ringwraiths are are wrong in some way. Um, I mean, you see it with them at the at Buckleberry Ferry too, like their inability to cross water. Right. Is is they don't even want to step into it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It just harkens back to that whole like there's something not of this world about them, something like, you know, shadowy. And since you can't write in a whole thing in this movie about like, oh, so the ring rays are shadowy death monsters. Um, I think (laughs) they show it well. Yeah, you can't just like have someone exposit their weaknesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be I mean, that would be Someone a choice. Like, like, like Gandalf just pulls a book off the shelf and he's just like, well, let me tell you about ring rings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can I do think... that in a novel, but... Right. Yeah. Doesn't work in a movie. No. I think in general with the ring wraiths, they do a pretty good job. Outside of, like, exposition Aragorn scene, they do a good job of, um, like, showing but not telling you about... Even that's not terrible. Exposition no, yeah. Aragorn is fine. I mean, the Gandalf one... That's that's yeah. worse, yeah. but it's also very necessary. We'll get more. We'll get a little more exposition Gandalf next week. Yeah, that's what that's what Gandalf's there for. It is ninety percent <laughs> of his ninety percent of his lines are telling you about something that you're looking at. Right. See, he's not really like even a player character. That's the whole thing that belies the like he's a level six wizard. He's the character the DM came up with to railroad you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do like, this. Why? Because I said so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Stop Just moving out it. your door, you stupid little hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just very resistant to it. Like, I don't care what you rolled to to <laughs> catch my bluff. We're not doing it. You're going. Just go. <laughs> I'll meet you in, in six weeks, and then he doesn't show up, and the, the players are like, where is he? And the DM's just like, doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> I have a new, I have a new NPC. I want you guys to meet. <laughs> yes. Someone else is gonna pull you along by the ears. <laughs> this is Strider. He's a broody ranger. <laughs> he is super OP, though. Let's be real. Like, yeah, indeed. Like, indeed. Strider is a hundred percent. Like, like he's the Mary Sue of the group. <laughs> Well, so far. Yeah. I know. Legolas. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, but Legolas is like the... No, no, no. See, Aragorn is like the, like, Mary Sue DM character. But Legolas is like the DM girlfriend character who doesn't really have, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who like gets whatever they want because they're new to it and the DM is sleeping with them. It gets it gets to be super pretty, you know, and like walk on snow and like I'm really great with this this thing. I, wow, I am sounding like it is not 2004 anymore. Like I shouldn't do that Valley Girl voice thing. <laughs> like I'm, oh my god. <laughs> I've been in too many D&D games with the DM's girlfriend. That's what I'm learning right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Right? <laughs> we we're, we're from the website doinggenre.com. Um you can also find us on Facebook. We have a listener group and please if you have a moment check us out on iTunes, leave a five-star review. Uh, and thank you very much. Uh, thanks Zoe for joining us again today. Woo! And we hope you guys have a good Thursday. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. And we will talk to you guys on Friday. Bye! Bye!